Welcome to the Paperless Movement Podcast. I'm Tom Solid, your host, and I'm so excited to share another thrilling episode with you, where I deep dive into the digital productivity space together with my guests. As usual, this episode is not sponsored. However, providing you this value for free is only possible thanks to all of you who are part of the Paperless Movement membership. You allow me to stay independent with my opinion. But also as a member, you can join these interviews live when they are recorded for a chance to ask your own questions and you will even get access to chapterized video versions of this and previous episodes. So if you'd like to become a member eager to max out the full potential of your digital productivity system, check out paperlessmovement.com. And now, without further ado, let's dive into this chat. everyone and welcome back to the paperless movement expert interview session i still have no name for this but <laughs> i have a great tool today heyday and uh, this was recommended of one hour of our longtime members and i had a look into this we had a call already and i i really like it so it's connecting the dots exactly the places where I thought it's missing. If you're part of the paperless movement and you go through my icon mastery, you know that I'm all about single source of truth, connecting the information, not duplicating the data. And this is exactly where I think Heyday fills a gap. Oh, that's the thing. All right, <laughs> let's see how much we can cover here with Heyday. Sam and Samuel, just to say it in the right pronunciation, <laughs> but <laughs> but he's called Samia as well. Right. So welcome yes. to the show. Maybe you both introduce each other. No, not each other, not each other, but Ooh, yourself. Be that would be interesting. Samia, who is Sam actually? Who is this guy actually there on the other end? Sam. <laughs> Sam is... You just met him on the street and... One of these guys that I picked up off the street and we were just like... <laughs> Sam, and I have been, Sam and I worked together for almost six... Wow, it's six years now. Uh, across multiple companies. And we Sam is a co-founder of Heyday and I'll let him take the rest. I guess. S Samir is the, the true mastermind behind the, and the brains behind the heyday operation. I, I figure out how to pull new people into the product and get them to experience. And Samir is the one that builds the product, helps build the product, helps build the technology that is able to connect the dots, Tom, like, like you were saying. And, and he's also a close, a close friend of mine. That's awesome. Yeah. I get the vibes. Absolutely. You, you know each other. <laughs> So now that you introduced yourself, why don't you just talk a bit about Heyday? So what was the inspiration to, to get it done, to produce it? And so what can we expect from this? I, you just left the better phase, I'm not sure, or the beta phase. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Samir, take us away. Yeah. Yeah, I'll start with saying like Heyday, we've been working on kind of productivity, knowledge, manage, things to help people find their information for a long time across a bunch of different products. But Heyday bore from a was born from a bunch of different things all coming together. My experience in machine learning, Sam and I both being excited about trying to help people actually be more productive with all the things that they're reading and content that they're reading at all times. And then one of the things that, Tom, you're mentioning, having many different sources of truth. Everyone's using seven different tools at all times, and that's all disparate in different places. How do we help people feel connected with all their content? And the vast majority of times, the answer is, hey, like try to centralize in one 
tool. We think that there could be a different way, which is why do, instead of trying to centralize in one tool, why why should there be a glue layer that help helps you feel connected, even if you're using seven different things and you're doing a lot of reading across all these different sites and all these different applications like Twitter or YouTube. Yeah. So this is the approach and thus, hey, they do a good job. Does it I think work? that's, a, I, I don't know, Sam, what do you think? <laughs> well, let, let, me, quite... let me rephrase the question. <laughs> yeah. What are you able to connect with Heyday? So... Yeah, I think the what Heyday does today is our goal is to automatically take care of saving a lot of things and then resurfacing that for you without you having to actually think about it. So mm. right now, we have a Chrome extension that saves away all the important content that you're viewing that's public things like articles, tweets, if you're researching products, if you're watching YouTube videos, we'll be indexing all that stuff for our users. We also want to tie all that context together with the private information, things like Google Docs, we'll soon have a Notion integration, conversations you have over Twitter, conversations you have over Slack or email, all these things being tied together. Like where, where was this article shared that you actually started reading it? Like Tom sent me this video that I should watch. Mm -hmm. Five days later, I forget about that. Tom, being able to tie all of that stuff together in one glue layer is what we're trying to do. And I think the big thing is trying to resurface all that context without you actually having to go into Heyday. So we use the Chrome extension or the browser extension if you're on Firefox to show that context to you, whether you're searching in Google or reading something and basically try to be like a augmented reality goggles on top of everything you're doing. Yeah. So, and you also send out email digests, right? Yeah. If you can think of, our whole goal is to just be the easier way to remember things, right? We send the flashback email, Tom, that you're referencing that was inspired in a lot of ways by the Time Hop app, which would say something like, hey, here's a picture of Sam and Tom at a, at a bar in, in Munich this time three years ago. We want to do the same sort of thing, but instead of resurfacing pictures with your friends, the way Time Hop does, We want to do it with research that you've done. So if I were researching the paperless movement a month ago and did a lot of research on that topic, I might open that flashback email this morning and see Tom's YouTube interviews or the articles and blog posts that I read on the topic as well and be reminded of something that I otherwise would have completely forgotten about. So I have the perfect use case for this. And let's <laughs> see how far Heyday would help me there. The whole day I was sitting there trying to figure out something uh, to integrate on the website, CSS research, uh, JavaScript, and so on for a particular issue. And I was exactly in this moment where I thought, this is actually great that I figured it out. Probably it would help a lot of people who have the same issue, but I'm so tired that I am happy that I finally found it. <laughs> I might should add it to a SOP to keep it in mind whenever I have to look up this again, but I already achieved the goal. So why should I even keep the knowledge? So this is something I also talk about in iCore. Be aware if this is something that you really need to keep or was it just temporary information? So that, so you're saying I start talk, searching about paperless movement. This is a particular word, which is pretty unique. But when I start searching for CSS, then I probably get a lot of information that is not related to the things that I'm searching right now. 
So how would well, help me this it, in this case? If it, I go into the right yeah, in the same right. rabbit hole again, you're telling me it would start to resurface the stuff that I already the, found. The same thing. So the my question thing. is, you're likely not searching just CSS. Because that's like, a, if you go to Google, you're not going to, because then you'll just get the Wikipedia page for CSS. You're going to get the the, dump, the Web3 standards page for CSS, which is not useful for you anyway. So mm. similar, similar to Google, you're probably going to say something like CSS, how to make selections green. <laughs> mm, yeah. or how to how to make selections a certain color and then let's say you figure that out like recently maybe a year from now you're like wait i need to do this again for a different web page uh we're going to be able to find that same thing that you found last time whereas google will probably optimize to finding they don't care what you've seen in yeah absolutely yeah. so they probably you know depending on my search results and if i'm i'm logged in and so on they will resurface stuff that i'm more interested in right but the the question is now during this research, I found a lot of websites that weren't useful, forums, and didn't help me. Right. So how will hey they realize that I actually found something that I really found useful? And this is the moment where I would ask, is there a button where I can press important and you train the machine learning of hey they to say, yes. okay, oh, there yes. we go. So ah, our button is... Our you no longer need to hire me as an advisor. You know, you <laughs> yeah. It's your homework. <laughs> so there's, there's, a few, there's a few different things that you can do. All of our things are machine learning based, right? So there's also there's ambient signals that we're pick, picking up. So how much time did you spend on that page? We already mm -hmm. are factoring that in. So if you opened up five different things that and then you closed them rapidly, but then you stayed on that one, for a while, that one will be already more boosted than the other ones. Did you reference that thing in some other places? So like, did you go take this and then put it into a Google Doc or a note or whatever? These are already becoming things that are signals. And then you have your active actions that you can take, which is a star. If you star something, that's the signal. Like, yes, this is the important one. Soon we'll have a way for you to, we, right, actually right now we have another way to, you can select part of the content of the, page and then hit highlight. So like frequently there's like maybe like this one part of this page that's like the insight that you found. And you can highlight that. Not only does that snippet get stored away, but also that page now has more importance in our ranking because you in, you did something important with it. And then the last way where we don't have yet, but soon in the next few weeks is a, what we call followed topics. So you'll be able to say like, hey, website design is a followed topic that you care about or like cool CSS tricks, whichever way that you want. And then you would save that particular page away to that followed topic and then we would know that that's way more important to you because you've actually like actively organized it oh this sounds really interesting the thing is paperless movement the vision behind the paperless movement is you know take away the competition of the tech companies and then get them together and we ra rather empower each other to really leverage the digital world instead of just consuming it right. and i tweeted it out already <laughs> actually if uh, heyday and docu had a baby this would be the perfect solution. i saw that yeah <laughs> so are you aware of docu i am i actually haven't used it though sam have you okay no so, I, I haven't used it no yeah. so it, it's just you talk 
about the links, the website that I visited and all this. And Docu is focusing on my G drive for my Dropbox and all the files that I have. So both together in one platform would be just, and they actually have a, a dashboard, right? A place where you where everything lives. Yeah, you have this as well. Yeah, you have this as well. Yeah, so we uh, we also actually integrate. At, so Docu seems great. So. <laughs> but you also integrate with G drive. <laughs> we, we also integrate with G drive and Dropbox already. We don't, yeah, so like I, I'm, I'm curious if they do, they probably like focused on file specific power features that we probably aren't. We, we treat those things as more nodes in your information graph. Hmm. So we're indexing it already. They'll show up when you search. So for example, if you had like a document for taking notes down for this interview, let's say like questions for heyday. On a remarkable, maybe. On a remarkable, maybe. Why remarkable sucks. And then the next time no, you no. search. The, the thing is, the, 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 reason, the reason why I'm, I'm bringing up remarkable, I mean, we had some talk before the interview and we just <laughs> figured out that Samia is a big fan of Remarkable, which is great. Good to have you with us. Sure, yeah. You know, these people need to be on the world as well. And, uh... <laughs> no, just joking, just joking. I pointed already out in my videos why I bought Remarkable a second time after sending it back. It is really the feeling and the non-destructive non-destructive yeah it's non-destructing yeah. way to take notes and this is what i appreciate the issue i have with remarkable is the disconnection to all my other things right. so now when you're telling me that i could build up a workflow where i can have this sensation of note taking but then send it to the you know in this way it would make sense to have the g drive integration so i take my initial note on remarkable then i send it to g drive with the integration and g drive actually does the ocr and makes it searchable will we Hey, they we actually do the OCR to ourselves. Oh, there we go. <laughs> so, like, so, like, we're we're probably. I mean, OCR is tough because if you're. Handwriting is the best. Yeah, absolutely. This is not an issue. No, if, if no, your that's, that's you know. Looks like Tamir's. Well, yeah, I'm a like, doctor, so you can expect my handwriting <laughs> to be the worst. So, yeah. you know, we we doctors are, are, are bad at spell spelling. That's the reason why we hide it. Hide it bad at handwriting. Right. So, but seriously, it doesn't matter as long yeah. as it picks up a few words. That exactly, could be yeah. keywords and usually right. headings and so on. You're doing more fancy. Right. Then uh, this would be great. And the more important thing is I could come up with a code, like a hashtag and a number or whatever, the way I say this is important. And I could resurface it by this code. And there are so many roads that I could go down. And this is something Dokio doesn't. So this is awesome. T yeah, Tom, I, mean, I think this is really awesome. Tom, in general, when you, when you talk about competition, it's pretty interesting. On the surface, you might think, hey, day looks like it's in competition with Docu or or Evernote, let's say, or Notion or Rome or Obsidian or insert like productivity tool. But what we hear from people using and paying for our product is that that's not what Payday is in competition with because the people we serve are people who like don't enjoy spending time organizing the, those systems. So instead, what we're competing against is having 100 tabs open in your browser and leaving it that way so you're not forgetting about things or emailing links to yourself or God forbid, using the bookmarks bar in your, in your browser. Like th those are the sorts of things that I would say that were Payday is more in direct competition with because we are competing to become like the easiest way to remember things versus the more robust way to create a system that that aids in in your memory yeah yeah no uh, i mean competition is a broad word 
I'm just looking, I'm really getting annoyed when people building style mm -hmm. and like, like mm -hmm. Notion, they really came late. Notion came really late to the game when it comes to API. And this is what they have to struggle with. So they buy yeah. automation.io and right. everything will right. change now, but <laughs> it won't because there's not the framework behind this, right? Everything needs to be built. And then you have ClickUp, hyper growth mode, throwing out one bug after the other. We, we, we are using ClickUp in, in the Payless movement, but I have to live with these bugs. So then we have other companies take really slow with publishing, but they take care of, you know, that the features are right. So there are always different ups and downs what you have there. Absolutely. But I think integration is key. And when you want to grow as a company, then you should rather be open and let other people into your tool or connect with each other. So people are, and this is my dream of this world, that you can, <laughs> that I can build up my stack and everything is connected. Yes. So yes. best example to me still is Todoist because this is so well integrated with so many other tools, the two-way synchronization with my Google Calendar and things like this. And I have something like Plexi that allows me to two-way synchronize Todoist ClickUp. So I have my my private to-do list as a list that I take off every day, but it is connected with my complex ClickUp setup in there, you know? So that's simplification, but this is only possible due to the integration. So I living with the bugs of that ClickUp still have, right. but I, I love the integrations that I'm, I'm able to have there. So right. how do you how do you see this with Heyday? How how open are you that you can, you so, know, that I could leverage the data that you're collecting for me and like APIs and, and building yeah. my dashboards out of this and things like that. So this is probably a few years out, but probably not too that long out, but really our long-term vision is we, we think we think we see the problem exactly the way that you're you're seeing it from the perspective of a user. But what we're we're saying is that like it's too hard for all these companies to build integrations. What really would be great is if there was a glue layer that made it so that every knowledge content company, yeah. when they're building their product, instead of yeah. connecting to 700 different things, could connect to one source for every user and say. Hey, it doesn't matter if you have your files in Dropbox or Google or Box or whatever. It doesn't matter if you have your documents in Notion or ClickUp or whatever. If you have conversations in iMessage or Slack or Twitter DM, those should just be standardized like API objects that you just connect to. Heyday, as a sit on top of the platform, you can take content out, but you have to like contribute back your content. And the end user should feel like this integrated experience where no matter what app they use. Amen. <laughs> and I'm so uh, that's, that's really, that's exactly the, that's exactly my word. You know, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> pretending that I was the first saying that, but when it comes to knowledge management, this is a discussion where I always throw this in and I say, why are we not just, and this is again, where we think not in competition, but coming together and bound some built standardized solutions. So I think Markdown is a very good example here. We have Obsidian, Rome, no, not Rome Research, but Obsidian, uh, <laughs> NodePlan, other tools that just use Markdown files and they leverage these files in different ways and get them connected. So this idea having a vault where my all my information is in there and I just take other tools that just visualize this information in different ways, this would be a great solution instead of being stuck inside Notion or Evernote or whatever. And when yeah. I want to migrate to a different tool, I need to export and then, you know, it's just a PDF file. I cannot work with this anymore and so on. And we have this when when we when it comes to big data analysis. And so that's what I did in my 
my day job, I started, was one of the first doing big data analysis in, in pharma industry, leveraging the data was already there because due to compliance, everything was right. collected from filling machines and all this, but it was just for compliant reasons. It was lying around right. and I was right. one right. of the first using Tableau and other tools like Splunk and so on to start leveraging the data that we have there, started predictive maintenance and all this. So th this is was the moment when I said, okay, we need to have the data and and to refine the data so we have a standardized standardized version every tool could look at this right so like like a text file instead of a word document exactly like that. yeah right so i love this and and you are absolutely right i see it in this area as well if we could get there but i think the need is not there and this is why i i bring up the competition again because obviously when you when you build a specific solution you cannot just only use markdown files <laughs> when you right. want to make something special so it's 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 not as easy but we can dream right <laughs> yeah i mean i think the the need is there if you're talking about like all the people who feel scattered and don't have a singular system they're using like seven or eight different systems and so mm -hmm. if you're and we we know this from our user base that like they have 50 plus tabs open at any given time i personally do all the time i don't i even though i'm very invested in getting, being productive. I, I've historically found all productivity systems to be not useful for me. And, and so what I, what I think that a lot of people who aren't productivity junkies want is to feel like that extra help of someone just being there telling them like, oh, here's the other places that that's, this is connected to. So no matter where you are, the first step is to like, we build the connections to like the biggest places and then start to make it feel like, you know, there's hundreds of thousands, millions of people who get value from this connection and the, the, the core things that are connected. And so every, when you get to that point, the next set of apps will be like, well, we need to kind of connect with this platform for our users so that they get the most value out of yeah. being part of this information network. Yeah, I mean, this is what, you, what you're trying with Heyday, right? You're integrating yeah. with other platforms already and trying to make sense of the data. And hearing yeah. this, that you have, you know, OCR or actually can read the OCR content on G Drive and Dropbox, this is really a game changer. I, I can already imagine making a video about uh, work stream workflow that I, I really right. want to test out with, especially with Remarkable. Remarkable, <laughs> So <Yeah. laughs> this is another, there's a new chance that just opened for Remarkable there. That, Samir, uh, Samir tell, Tom, tell Tom about your workflow with Remarkable. With Remarkable, yeah. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. I, it's, it's exactly what you said. It's, well, one day, for the first year of the Remarkable 2, it was so annoying to have to open their app and then export the PDF. So what I would be doing is like constantly mm -hmm. like exporting new notes into my Google Drive or Dropbox myself so that it would be in like heyday. But now that it goes straight into Google Drive, I don't have to do anything. So I just like take a note and then that PDF is updated in, in Google Drive and we're automatically picking that up. Yeah, and this is the moment, you know, you watched my video about Remarkable, <laughs> I heard this. Right. And the thing that I was, I complained about was the way of the G Drive integration. So right. I said the workflow would be that I have a temporary node that I define as such. So it's an intermediate device that I use there. And I have a final destination, like my single source of truth, Heyday, for example, where I look it up and it, it lives on the G Drive. So I could define this, but then I would need, with the integration that we have in Remarkable right now, for those who don't know, um, 
they integrate with G Drive, Dropbox, and now even with OneDrive. Mm -hmm. And uh, the thing is, it's not a two-way synchronization. So whenever I have a node uploaded to G Drive, it sits there. And when I change the node on my Remarkable and I upload it, I have a second node on G Drive and it keeps going this. And it's not updating the old node. And I don't want right. to delete the node on G Drive once it's there because it's messing with my overall. So this is just not a great solution. Right. Um, so this is, yeah, but but still, we, we, are, we are getting somewhere now where I say, okay, I love taking notes on Remarkable. After I finish taking these notes, I, I just send it to G Drive with the click of a button. That's already an advantage. And then it will re re be being resurfaced in my heyday. Yeah, yeah. Good. Whenever, when you actually need it. I think one of the things that like, per, like maybe this isn't the case for a lot of people, but again, like I said, I'm not a productivity junkie. I really dislike organizing. A lot of people yeah. do, but I would love no, the you benefits. Know, yeah. So Asana made this study where they yeah. said that you take 60, 60% uh, of the workday, you're looking for information. I say yeah. the other 40% you're managing your project manager. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So, right. Is, so, right. so i absolutely agree and this is why i always when i go into consulting and look at these systems i say rip everything apart and just make it as simple as possible and yeah. automation wise as well you know people want to rate in the first meeting how can i automate my whole system keep doing it manually until you get so annoyed of one until thing that you do on yeah, it every exactly, day, exactly. then you automate it because right. you introduce a lot more issues with automations. As long as it works, yeah. it's fine. But then, yeah. I, so. I don't, yeah, like it's it's the same thing with like, I would say like creating your like organization system or note take notes organization system. Yeah. You're sort of like pre pre-thinking what the system should be before knowing, like you're trying to pre-create a structure and then life and thoughts and ideas are not always, I would say most of the time won't fit into that structure. And so therefore you're going to end up trying to like fit something again into that structure. So instead of it being something that helps you stay organized, it becomes this like daily friction of like, how do you like go through your own bureaucracy of your organization system? And yeah. it's not, it, it it's almost like you're, like looking forward to some time that you might get use out of it instead of actually getting use out of it. So yeah. we're not saying that like we're perfect, but we want to get to the point where like you do 20% of the upfront work, but get 80% of the value when you actually need it. Yeah, I love it. This is also part of the iCore framework where or the iCore mastery where I teach people to realize what is actually worth to be written down. So as I said, you can have your scribble book where you write everything in there, but what should really end up in your knowledge management system? Because I was sitting in, in meetings where I stopped taking notes completely because I didn't know, because I knew I wouldn't find it later on anyway, because I wrote right. into this book and so on. So this is where you realize your single source of truth and all this. But at the same time, people write everything down and they just copy paste whole chunks of books and so on and then they're creating noise that's what i call it right. it's just noise and what heyday helps me now is gives me the satisfaction that i can collect all the information i don't even need to actively collect it i can introduce or indicate what is really important to me and then whenever i need to look something up you will go through the noise that I created there and resurface the thing that is really interesting. And this is what I really love about this. I, I yeah. certainly will, will dive deeper into this. Yeah, I think one of the things, it's like, think about Google. Google doesn't have a front page for the entire internet, right? They actually actively... 
the only th only time they resurface information for you is when you search for it. So even though they have pen, what is what? Well, or like, you go to a website and you have some ads there. Then you see resurfaced yeah, wedding rings or something like that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's the way they make their money. But but when you're using it, you you just look at the top ten results, thousands yeah. of trillions. I don't know how many pages they've indexed at this point, yeah. but like definitely past the trillions, right? So it's not a problem that they've indexed trillions of things. They just know to bring up the the right top ten when you actually are looking for something. So it's the same thing with us. We're just saying we can index everything you're doing, and that's not a problem. It's almost like you can feel this assured safety that like everything is actually stored away. And then when you need it, we're only going to resurface in situations where there's a context, not mm -hmm. like, oh, hey, here's your like directory of everything you've ever done. Yeah. And that's over, so, that'd be overwhelming. Yeah. So the, the vault that you're building up there, of my knowledge, is, is this already a filtered version of the internet just that of my interests? Put it this yeah, way. Yeah. Uh, so you already have a lot smaller chunk of information that you need to handle for me. Yeah. So now talking about Obsidian, where so many people build up their vaults as well, their knowledge bases. I talked already with some uh, Obsidian experts and we all came to the thing. It would be so great that we could just connect these vaults of so many people and then see what other people had in the same direction. Mm. So is there anything that you plan that you could merge information and have something like on Amazon, you know, this might be also of interest for you because somebody else searched for this. And then, you know, the more, or Readwise is a good example as well, yeah, where you can right. go through the Kindle books or Kindle itself, where you're in the book and you see the, the highlights everybody takes in the books, right? Something like that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. yeah, yeah no, absolutely. I would say this is one of the things that right now, like our users and customers are like demanding of us and pulling out of us the most, because once they start using the product, they realize like Tom, what you're saying is everything's saved for me automatically. I don't have this defeatist mentality that I'm not going to get back to it. I know that heyday is going to resurface it. And then as they're going along this progression of experiencing the value, what they'll say to us is, hey, have you ever thought about the idea of making like a shared brain where the research that I'm doing can, or I'm doing research on a topic, let's say, that coworkers of mine can pool the research that they're doing into this topic. For example, I was talking to a director of content at a SaaS company, and he was talking about the topics that they're doing research on. He was like, I would love to see what other writers in the company are reading about this subject. I would like for them to see what I'm reading too. That is very much the, the direction that we, we see ourselves going. I would say like different from the Readwise example, for us right now, like you'll probably care to see things from more trusted sources, like coworkers of yours or very close friends of yours versus the entirety of the internet, because your interest in your work might differ differ broadly from theirs. But let me close. That's awesome. So you're going absolutely this direction, but I want to close the loop mm -hmm. because getting back to my example where I had a rabbit hole a whole day finding a solution mm -hmm. next day I want to look this up or I'm going to, you know I'm starting searching we could leverage with heyday what others already went down this rabbit hole found a solution as well and then you could re you know direct me and say ah are you looking for the background color change of the <laughs> right. header Ever, and then somebody else already found it and highlighted this and so on. So is this not something where I don't like, you know, I don't care about my coworker. I want to find the expert who found it out. Right? Yeah, I would say, so that's where 
there's a little bit of, there's a couple different aspects that we have to consider. So one of the things we are adamantly focused on making the individual Heyday user successful and like, and that includes guarding their information privacy. So the fact that we're totally open, like we think that it's awesome to have a shared brain where everyone like actually like agrees to have the shared brain. Whereas, warm intelligence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but you, you've, you've accepted your membership into the swarm as opposed yeah. to the kind of like my actions giving value to every Heyday user is like a little bit outside of potentially our core ethos. And then I would say it's the kind of thing that Google already does pretty well. So like, it's not the thing that I think needs more of a solution in the world because Google is actually, that's their job is to optimize for the best things across everyone. Whereas we think that there's a loss of like, like being able to have a shared brain. I think Google would say they're the world's brain. And I think that leaves out a lot when you want to be able to say like, hey, like we want to have a brain for our, or a small a, community. From a data analysis, an, uh, data analyst perspective oh my god it's getting late here <laughs> uh, i think this is just a huge potential and so interesting to dig into the data and see the different bubbles coming and overlapping where you see totally. you know this is and and from a privacy point of view i mean yeah i wanted to talk about this as well how private is my data there but you know as long there's no my name not attached to this then why should i mind that this data is shared so it's yeah. just it's just it, you know it's, it's, it's you cannot track back to the person who found the css solution there i'm just happy that somebody found it and you could really provide more context than google does because right. it is the, the it's the trails that you are following they yeah. have the search they do there and this is right. not something that google said it does as you already pointed out yeah you're definitely right i think it's i think it's more we have to be thoughtful and make sure that we're not kind of le like leveraging the trust, like information in a way that our users would actually trust, you know, like the like, users can leverage this. I think it's not an issue. It's, I think it's always an issue when right. the company or even third party companies are leveraging the, the data. This is something right. No, no, totally. different context, but yeah, we, we leave it at there. I want to point out. So you are very thoughtful about privacy, which is a good thing. So how, how is my data managed? How is my, you know, tracking yeah. me going through the internet how yeah. secure is it then i feel like sam's answered this question so many times that i think he's got it already <laughs> well, samir I'll, I'll, I'll answer from you have like a template the, for that yeah yeah, I've, I've yeah. <laughs> let me let me go through my notes really quick no, I, 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 like, it would be dumb of a company these days to say we don't care about your privacy everyone says that Like what we try to do is go beyond just the words of, of that. For us, the first thing was just setting up our business in a way that our incentives are aligned with those of users. The first thing that we did is said, Heyday is a paid only product. You There's a free trial. And if you get value from it, you pay us for the value that we create for you. So we have no incentive to sell your data, to allow someone to, a third party to target you with ads, Tom, like, like you're saying. So that would be a violation of our, of our terms of service, of our security policy, other things like that. 
just making sure the business is aligned. If someone after that trial does not want to continue using payday, we give them a grace period after which point their data is deleted. That is not just an altruistic move on our part. It is costly to for us to store that data. So we don't want to do that if we're not, if someone's not paying us in exchange for it. So that data is deleted. And then Samir, do, do you want to just talk from like a technical yeah. perspective about how we keep it safe? Yeah. So like one of the time you're background is in data, like one of the big things to take care, even if we have the right incentives is to make sure that no one can access the data without the company's permission, right? So we think we need to be like secure against being hacked so that someone can grab your data without our knowledge. So what the big thing that we try to do is encrypt our data in a way that like multiple systems need to be hacked so that you can actually decrypt the information. So the information is encrypted in our database and to decrypt it, you'd need to have like a company, like one, a key that's stored in so one store that's company related. And then each user has an individual key that uniquely allows them to decrypt their own information. So like someone would have to pack three different sources to be able to decrypt information for each user. And so that's that's one of the like ways that we're trying to we 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 set ourselves up so that we have no incentives ourselves to you know sell your data or leverage it and then also secure it in a way that if someone was targeting us they wouldn't be able to easily get access to it. Well, that sounds good to me. No, I, I really like the approach where you say everybody is about privacy and you just have to tick a few boxes in order to achieve this. And this is also something you know I'm living in UA uh, EU. <laughs> wherever ua is um, <laughs> in europe so and we we are all about gdpr here and you know you you're not even allowed to say that that you that i'm pretty annoyed about this gdpr yeah. thing because people it tell you actually, oh you don't care about privacy and so on and it's like fake it's like the fake thing safety. is yeah, it's a fake safety. And this is yeah. what people don't get. People, right. when I was complaining about all the things that I had to add to my website, which everybody clicks away anyway, it is just cluttering up the website. And and then I get as a response in a discussion about this topic. Well, because of people of you who don't care about these GDPR things, we will still get fake news on Twitter. And I said, wait a minute. What, what is this you have to do with that? Don't Are those two things right. Yeah. How do you avoid that such yeah. you know certain presidents go to twitter and tweet something right you, you gdpr doesn't help you with that right. <laughs> how are those two things tied <laughs> and this is uh, the moment when i'm getting annoyed and especially when i when i realize there are probably been people deciding how to implement gdpr with the same horizon level of yeah, <laughs> yeah. understanding you know, exactly this is just exactly. tough talk and people might hate me for that or say oh no i'm not joining Payless movement because you don't care about privacy and i and i right. i'm with you sam i i care about privacy i implemented all the gdpr rules so i'm even more stricter than the rest of the world right, um, right and i go the next steps beyond so i delete the data when people leave and all this i don't share it with anybody and so on right tom, um, tom i'm yeah. curious how, if you remember how did you respond to that comment how did you respond well, I, to the person I, that you that question? i i stopped I just stopped arguing. I mean, then you really? think the world is doomed and um, then let's just wait for the few last days we have in this world. So, 
Yeah, know that you cannot argue with this. And this was a teacher, and th this worries me the most. So that I had the discussion with a teacher, you know, in the in in the friend in the friend area here, and I thought, okay, you're teaching my children about security and how to use digital things, and and then this is how you understand this stuff, and this worries me. And this is also the mission behind the paperless movement to teach people what they can actually do in the digital world. So many people switch from paper to digital, and they are happy that I have an iPad or Remarkable that they can now store this on a device or the cloud and they're already happy with this and they think they're more efficient. But in fact, there's so much more like Heyday, which helps you to resurface the information, but it already starts with having it on an iPad where you search your handwriting, which is not possible on Remarkable. <laughs> <laughs> oh, excuse you, excuse you. But, this, you. This, <laughs> but this is really the thing where I was complaining about Remarkable. It's so obvious. And I think the focus on, on the company should be on what they have great there. They have a simplistic solution, so they should double down on this instead of trying to compete with iPads or whatever. They don't, yeah. When they provide a handwriting search, you know, global search on Remarkable, I certainly see this as a one <laughs> device person uses. But the way that I need to send it somewhere else in order to make my handwriting searchable, this was the moment when I said in this video, it's no difference to a piece of paper because I cannot even search my handwriting. And then I got so many comments of people, oh, I didn't know that I could search my handwriting. And this is the moment where I think, okay, so people just don't know what they could do in the digital world, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. I would, but say, we just I found would... a solution for Remarkable too. Use Heyday <laughs> yes. and Use connect Heyday. it to your G drive. Done, and that's exactly. It. You're done. You're done. Yeah. Problem solved. <laughs> I, was, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, Tom, Heyday is a five-person company, so take everything I say with a, a huge grain grain of salt. But it seems not like the, companies... not the security stuff. <laughs> I just, no, yeah, I just wondered what's coming. Things are going up, good coming... for you, but now we are going down. <laughs> complete different no, direction what, what, what's coming up I, and i was gonna say it seems like it's easy for a company to lose sight of what they are actually like uniquely ah, yeah. situated yeah. to do better than anyone else because you get pulled in different directions or growth dictates yeah Thing, something or the other. Heyday is a product of pivoting from a separate product that wasn't able to get the sort of traction that we were shooting for. And we had lost sight of what is it that we're uniquely set up for through machine learning, through our viewpoints on productivity and, and hating to like organize things. And it was in, in making that change and focusing on doing things automatically, resurfacing them that we're starting to see a lot more traction with with those sorts of people because we're actually doing something in a in a unique unique way that that other people aren't aren't set up to do. Yeah, I absolutely can understand this and I, I like the direction you're going there. This is also the reason why I'm an advisor for an advisor for several tool companies already because they invite me to their decision making for feature <laughs> implementation. I see myself as the the medium between the normal user but also having mm. the tech understanding how it is implemented and so on. And, and this is what usually is lost on the way. So the sales department makes the decision in, in many cases. <laughs> right. um, or they read their surveys the wrong way. This is really mm. another issue. They think this is what they really need, but the users don't understand the technical right. the question that's behind being that. <laughs> and then they implement this and then, you know, it's not it's not giving yeah. you the return of investment. This is why I say always they have KPIs, KPIs like watermelons on the outside green and 
inside red. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's, that's good. <laughs> Guys, I love the I love the interview and we could go on forever, I think. Yeah. But I will stop here. I will stop you guys here. You're, you're pumped. You want to get back to your development pumped. table. I will look into Heyday once more. I used it awesome. already. But now that you launched officially, I will get back and will let collect my data in the most secure possible way, way possible. And yeah, let's see when we catch up. Awesome. Anything Great. you want to tell my community before we end the interview? Where, where can they find Heyday and where can they find you if they need any further information? Yep, like we're, we're just at heyday.xyz. We're Samir and I are both screaming on Twitter at all times. You can see <laughs> at Sam DeBrule is, is my handle on Twitter. And Samir, what's your what's your Twitter handle? Mine is Sam, Samir1204. Unfortunately, wasn't it? Didn't have the foresight <laughs> to get Samir Rock. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah, good. So yeah. thank you very much, guys. I really enjoyed this interview, and I'm sure the community did, did as well. See you next thank you, time. Thank you so much for having us, Tom. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. See you next Bye. time. Bye.